It's week 12 of the NFL, and this is NFL Friday. I'm Chris Baccia with Andrew Galata, and we have the picks for you. We have everything in the NFL coming your way on the podcast. Andrew, it is Turkey Day, Thanksgiving tomorrow. Just one game. The other is postponed. We'll get into all of that. But Thanksgiving football, uh, there is no better energy than that as we enter the home stretch toward the NFL playoffs. Yeah, I mean, couldn't be better. Got a few games on the Thanksgiving docket. I mean, as a Saints fan in the number one seed, that's also, you know, especially when looking at New York uh, football right now, very thankful for that too. And it should definitely be a fun show as we're now entering that final stretch of the season, which is when everything gets really interesting. So you're mixing in your gratitude there as a Saints fan. I have none of it as a Jet fan. They have not uh, gifted me even a victory this year. But at this point, the gift has become losing, and it's the gift that keeps on giving. The Jets losing brings them closer and closer to the number one overall pick, and the number one overall pick most likely means Clemson's Trevor Lawrence. So that's certainly a conversation that we're going to have with the Jets, but the Giants, the more intriguing New York franchise right now as the three and seven New York Giants circling in, angling in on a potential playoff hunt, if you can believe it, in the worst division that we've seen uh, in football in my lifetime in the NFC East. So that's a conversation. But let's start on Thanksgiving because that's tomorrow. We're recording on Wednesday, and uh, hopefully we have this to you on Thanksgiving morning. Uh, enjoy safe and wholesome time with your family this Thanksgiving. But let's talk Texans, Lions, Washington football team, Cowboys. Those two, those two, fran- those four franchises, I should say. Those two games are on Thanksgiving, and the other game, which was Pittsburgh, Baltimore is postponed until Sunday at 1 o'clock. There's three additional COVID tests for the Ravens. So let's start right there. Another COVID cancellation postponement, of course, disappointing to see, but the league using precaution, uh, doing the the wise thing here. But that certainly was the game that we all uh, had circled on Thursday. Yeah, I mean, it's disappointing to not have the best game of Thanksgiving, probably one of the better games of the week, too. I mean, you have the undefeated Steelers playing the Ravens, and I'm kind of happy that they didn't um, didn't have play this game because also the Ravens would have been really shorthanded in that game. So you'd rather now see the best two teams at their best. So, you know, even though you have to wait a few days, I'm happy that, you know, you go on the side of caution here and you err on the side of caution. And to me, that's something that, you know, it stinks because Thanksgiving night there will be no football on and, you know, that great rivalry between the Steelers and Ravens. But on Sunday, you'll definitely get a good game. Yeah, and, and and not a Thanksgiving that you know it's it's different in every way. So that exactly. one way is that there is no evening football uh, to sort of break up what what can sometimes be a long day of celebration. But Texans and Lions they do play. Um, certainly the Texans have underperformed this year, but they they come off of uh, a big win against New England, a, a win that frankly New England needed to have if they wanted to be uh, competitive in the AFC. And then Washington and Dallas ends up being. As much as it's two, three, and seven teams that no one gets excited to watch with Andy Dalton leading the Cowboys, but it's two, three, and seven teams that actually have a shot and that are actually in one of the more competitive playoff races right now, which is uh, that of the NFC East. So let's just start there. Cowboys, Washington, uh, your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's it's almost disappointing to see that these two, three and seven teams are really going for a playoff spot, especially when you have so much great talent in like the NFC West, NFC South too. 
And you know, the NFC East are going to almost take up a playoff spot at this point. But, you know, this game is going to be, I think, pretty interesting because I think you don't really know what you're going to get. You know, you have the Cowboys who were really struggling up to last week, and then they almost come out of nowhere and do have a really good game and beat the uh, Vikings. I thought that was definitely, you know, some positives for the Cowboys. They're able to do a lot of good things. Andy Dalton looked pretty good against a pretty tough Vikings defense. And the Redskins coming in, they are also coming off of a victory with, you know, Alex Smith at the helm, which, look, coming back from that injury, for him to be, you know, the winner in a game as a starting quarterback is something that is definitely what no one would have expected. So, again, it's you don't really know what you're going to get from these two teams because it seems like whenever one NFC East team starts playing a little, you know, well and they start hitting a roll, something bad happens and then a huge step back. And that's really what happened throughout everyone in the division. Yeah, I actually think Dallas um, right now they're my tentative pick for the division. Like you said, it's 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 so up in the air that it, you know it becomes hard to say. I I honestly think it may come down to Dallas and the Giants in Week 17 because they meet in Week 17. That's sort of what I'm looking at uh, for this division. But even Washington defensively has shown us something, so that that may well end up being. Uh, a good game. That's at 4.30. Before it at 12.30 is Texans and Lions. This game really has no juice for me. Um, I actually think the Texans may may, may win back-to-back games, so I'm going to take Houston and, and Deshaun Watson. Yeah, same here. I mean, I like Deshaun Watson and, uh, you know, what he's doing, and it will be fun to watch him play. I think that's kind of the silver lining of that game. You get to see <laughs> two gunslinging quarterbacks. You get Matthew Stafford, too, who's sometimes really fun to watch. Um, I'm expecting a pretty high-scoring game there, which you know, maybe you just cast the records aside and just try to watch a good football game. But uh, yeah, really not a lot of intrigue here, but I'll take Watson as well as, you know, he's always fun to watch and really a dynamic quarterback. Two teams uh, on the outside looking in, in terms of the playoff picture of their respective conferences. And then of course the, the night game, as we mentioned, Steelers and Ravens an all-time great rivalry, especially of the last decade or so. Um, that'll happen Sunday. So, so certainly uh, we'll talk about it later in our pick them. Uh, but let's transition into the division that we just hit on, and that's the NFC East, and and it, it's all about the the New York Giants. Uh, of course, we've been we've been watching them labor this year, and and they are three uh, and seven, but they are in this thing. They are absolutely in this thing, and the the good news for them, the very good news for them, is that they play the Cincinnati Bengals this week, who are two seven and one, and more importantly, without Joe Burrow, they start Brandon Allen, who they bump up from the practice squad. This, Andrew, there's no other uh, word for it but must win. This is a must-win game. If you look ahead for the Giants, and as far as being competitive, as far as having an opportunity to win this division, it it starts by beating the Bengals. And let me add, they should win convincingly here and make a statement. Think about the Giants. They've been competitive in virtually every game they've played, The, the one exception being the San Francisco 49ers, and that was a healthy and good Niners team at the beginning of the year. I think it was week three or something. So this is a Giants team that absolutely needs a pick-me-up, and they're six-point favorites, uh, and they should cover that at 1 o'clock on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a must-win, as you were saying, and I think Joe Judge is going to get them up to play that game. I don't think a letdown game is going to happen, and I believe that would be three straight wins for the Giants, too, so maybe starting to streak. I mean, you do have a young team, but I think they're a well-coached team or starting to be a well-coached team. They remind me a lot of the Dolphins last year with Brian Flores, like beginning of the season had a ton of trouble, but then like as the season went on, it got better and better. And I think that's really the same with the Giants. They've been very competitive 
that defense has been a surprise in my opinion. And that's going to help them not only in this game, but I think down the stretch trying to win the division, you know, that defense right now is 12th in points allowed. That's pretty solid. And hopefully that offense is, you know, getting healthy. The offensive line has played better. So you're hoping that, you know, you get some success on the offense, but overall, I mean, you look at the schedule, it is hard and they're probably going to have to gut out a few more wins, but uh, yeah, for sure. Against the Bengals without Joe Burrow, it's a must win period. So let's zoom out a little bit and look at that schedule that you mentioned because we're we're really in the home stretch here. After Thanksgiving, it's it's off to the races, and of course, no team with three wins at this point of the season—it's unprecedented to even imagine that they're in this. But but certainly, the NFC East is really the only race in this conference. If you look around the rest of the conference, you can you have three wild card teams this year. So you're looking at the South. You're gonna the Saints and the Bucks are gonna exit that that division and go to the playoffs, most likely in that order. Saints with with two losses, Bucks with four. Out of the North, I think the Packers, uh, of course, win that division. But then beyond it, I don't know that you see a wild card team. You're most likely getting the other two wild card teams from the West, where you have the Rams, Seahawks, and Cardinals. No matter what the order that they finish. You're looking at three off three wild card teams that are most likely, let's say, Rams, Cardinals, Bucks. Okay, the only competitive race here in the NFC is the East, and to me, you know, this is an Eagles team that looks just terrible. Um, this is a Cowboys team that's looking up a little bit, a Giants team that's looking up a little bit. So I'm looking at these two teams. Let's look at the Giants' schedule. They have the Bengals this week. We said it's a must win. That's a fourth win if they do it. If they don't do it, then you can forget about what comes next because what comes next is Seattle, Arizona, Cleveland, and Baltimore. And then it's week 17. So in those two games, they, in those four games, I should say, they want they have to get two or one at the least, and then they got to beat the Cowboys in week 17, uh, if, if, if I'm being realistic. Because then let me look at the Cowboys' schedule, and, you know, it, it isn't any easier the Cowboys have Baltimore, then they get their chance at Cincinnati. San Francisco, that's a winnable game. Philadelphia, and then, of course, that Week 17 game. No matter how this shakes out, um, I probably see Dallas winning two of these games. Let's say Bengals, Niners, and Eagles. They should win at least two, but maybe even three. It makes it a lot to ask for for the Giants. But just to wrap up, I, I looked at this beforehand. The Giants, in the event that the Cowboys win three of their next four, and they have again Washington, Baltimore. Let's say, let me let me repeat this. Sorry, they got Washington, Baltimore, Cincinnati, San Francisco, and then uh, and then Philadelphia. If they win three of those games, the Giants are going to have to win two in order to be able have to shot. have a shot, be able to beat the Cowboys in Week 17 and get in because the Giants are going to have the tiebreaker. So that's what it looks like. The Giants, it's a that to me, that's still a tall ask. And then that's why I'm picking Dallas ultimately to win it. Yeah, no, I, I don't think the Giants will win this division. I, I don't know if Dallas is going to win it either, but I definitely don't think the Giants are because them splitting that four-game stretch between Seattle, Arizona, Cleveland, and Baltimore, that's a tough ask for this team right now. I mean, they've played a lot of close games. You would have to see them flip on a switch, really, to start winning those close games. And, you know, to do that right now, this late in the season, I'd be really surprised. And I just don't know how many wins is going to win this division. Is it going to be seven? Is it going to be six? Is it even going to be less than that? And to me, that's something that's really interesting. I really like what Washington is doing on defense and that defensive line. 
I think down the stretch that will play. But then again, they really, I mean, with Alex Smith right now, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. I mean, I think if Dallas plays like they did last week, they're going to win this division, but we've seen them have a really good game and then fall back down to their, you know, normal bad defense offense. Can't get it going with Andy Dalton. So I think Dallas has the most talent, but that doesn't mean at this point that they're going to win the division. And who knows, maybe the Eagles, they're going to come back, especially, you know, with a good coach with Doug Peterson, maybe he turns this thing around and wins a few games in a row because I don't know, six or seven wins seems like it's going to win this division, which is, uh, I mean, to leave out another team, which, you know, like that deserves a spot and may not get in. Uh, it's, it's almost criminal right now for this NFC. Uh, it's totally criminal. I mean, it's, it's so bad for football. I mean, yeah. that, that needs to be said. I, I think it is going to only take six wins to, to get this division. And that probably leaves a, a team like Chicago, Minnesota, or even Detroit that, you know, put together, in you know a far better year Let, let's say the bears may end up with nine wins or eight wins and they're going to be looking out um but that that's just how it works and and yeah. it, it's sort of a shame they're also going to get to host a playoff game yeah. i think in any scenario it's going to be a first round exit although you never know but we've seen andy dalton with many first round exits in his career and if you're talking to me week 12 that will be my prediction right now i, I think it's going to be dallas and I think it's Andy Dalton with a first round playoff exit. And again, won't be the first time that he's done that. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I do want to add is, is that um, the two seven and nine teams that did make the playoffs, at least um, since I've been watching football is the Seahawks who beat the saints in the whole Marshawn Lynch beast mode run. Yeah. And then the Panthers also won a game and they were seven, eight and one. So even though an under 500 team, both of them didn't actually win a playoff game, which is interesting. I mean, home field advantage won't meet as much this year, but I mean, still that is something to add. I feel so, yeah, there's a little bit of magic there yeah. and just weird things happen. But let's go to the New York Jets. Um, they fall to 0-9. They lose 34-28 on Sunday. And this was a game that they fell behind. And then they managed to climb back. And probably for the better, they fell short at the end. Um, and a Chargers team that I, I think has shown me a little bit of promise. They've, they, they've, they've played close in games, uh, Herbert looks very good and very promising. You see his fellow rookie, Joe Burrow, uh, go down. We'd be remiss to not mention what a shame that is uh, to see uh, with the knee injury. Um, but look, the Jets now sort of have crossed the plane. They're, they're, they're so bad um, that – and I, I shouldn't even say 0-9. It's actually 0-10. And they have Miami this week where, of course, the, the interest is in losing games. It's It's not even a matter of – you know, it, it, it's not even up for debate anymore. Whereas there was a point where they were 0-7 and was, you know, maybe try to salvage a season here. But I believe they're officially eliminated from playoff competition as if uh, it was on anybody's head. But the Jets, uh, they they sort of have this question about Sam Darnold and he's got the shoulder and it's probably not 100%, but it probably is good enough for him to get on the field. In any case, he was working with the first team today. Flacco was working with the scout team. And even though Flacco actually looked okay back there, it looks like the Jets are leaning towards Sam Darnold. I, I think this is the right move. What do you think? No, I, I completely agree because I think you have to see what you have in Sam Darnold. And maybe putting him in on this team isn't the best decision to, you know, 100% see his potential. But you want to see certain things while he's on the field because – what happens if you end up winning a game, you know, just because what if they just run into one? It's not, you know, unheard of that 
they may do it. I mean, and then at that point, also the line uh, the, the Jaguars, excuse me, are also only a one win team. And I don't really see them winning another game here. So then you get into that tiebreaker. I don't know who has it, but what if the Jets ends up in the number two, two spot and you want to see Sam Darnold versus a guy like Justin Fields or something else. I, I would like to see what you have in Darnold. Cause look, he was a top five pick. He was a guy that a lot of people liked. And I think that um, all that potential is still there. It's just, you kind of have to see what you got. And I mean, Joe Flacco, there's really no point of putting him in unless you just want to lose and that's it. I mean, yeah, he, he's played pretty good. He's found the deep ball over the last few weeks. But if I'm the Jets, I would like to see what I have out of my young quarterback right now. And let's just see he continues to falter. You continue to lose a lot of games by a ton of points, and you're not competitive. You know, look, Lawrence is the guy, and you're going to go trade uh, Sam Darnold because I think right now that playing Darnold would be the uh, the best move right now to see what you got. And if the Jags, uh, and if the Jets pick up a win, Andrew, it, it, it could spell bad news for the Jets, depending on who they beat. They will have one win right along with the Jaguars. And the difference this year between the first overall pick and the second overall pick could not be any wider. If the Jets lose uh, by winning, that. <laughs> that could be very problematic and and you may lose your shot at Trevor Lawrence. In that case, you probably want Sam Darnold around because you may not be getting a short thing at quarterback like you did if you're at number one with Trevor Lawrence. The thing also, as you mentioned, being able to trade Darnold is important, but just having some dignity. I don't think anybody wants to watch Joe Flacco toss the football. I I, I think it's just such a sad operation. Let's see Sam Darnold run the offense, get a little bit more comfortable Uh, and I guess that's all you can ask for. I mean, uh, but I, I'm sort of tired of the whole conversation, um, but we're certainly monitoring what the Jaguars are doing. What could be even bigger is if the Jaguars just pick up a win and then they're not sort of breathing down the Jets' neck for that pick. I mean, that's really what I'm looking for. And they start Mike Glennon at quarterback, I believe. They play Cleveland this week. And I, I don't know. This is a game that, to me, actually could end up being more interesting than the, than the spread would have you believe. Because the Browns haven't won convincingly, and and I actually think that there's a chance that the Jags give them a run. And with that in mind, let's go into the pick'em and let's let's go through the Week 12 matchups, and, and we'll get to that and some of the others we mentioned. But let's start um, with our one o'clock slot. Let's start Raiders Falcons. Um, I feel pretty good about Las Vegas in this game. They they played the Chiefs well. They beat the Chiefs the first time. In any case, they played them well both times. And, and John Gruden and Derek Carr are leading this team uh, pretty well. So I think the Raiders pick up a seventh win against the Falcons. Um, and they look like uh, serious threats for a wild card spot in the AFC. Yeah, uh, I got the Raiders too. Falcons are not a good football team. I mean, I, I, just as a Saints fan watching them last week, their, their uh, offensive line was just awful from protecting Matt Ryan. And look, the Raiders, I think they're playing good ball right now. And, uh, you know, what they're doing with Derek Carr, really like what their offense, how it's set up with Darren Waller. You have um, Jacobs back there as well. And uh, they're able to hold the ball a lot, and that really hides their defense really well when their defense isn't playing good. So I like uh, the Raiders, like what they're doing in Las Vegas, and I think they get this win. Chargers and Bills is a Chargers team that picks up a third win. They've been close in a lot of games. Herbert's been impressive, but... Uh, this game just means too much for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I, I, they, they've got Miami sort of a game behind them, and 
shown some promise, some ability to potentially uh, overtake them, although last week was certainly a setback for them. But give me the Bills here, and I'm going to have them uh, I'm gonna have them covering this five-and-a-half point spread. Yeah, um, I'll take the Bills as well. I think it's going to be a close game. I mean, five-and-a-half points, I think it's going to be probably either a touchdown or maybe it'll be three. I think it's going to be closer than people expect. The Chargers play close games. I mean, you know, they're a team that stays around. Herbert's been playing really good. Right now, what Josh Allen's doing, and as you said, it's a must-win game for them. They have to keep the pace, get a conference win. So I think the Bills get this one. Let's go Giants and Bengals, uh, our hometown team. And, and again, this is a statement game for the New York Giants. Not only do they have to win, but I believe they have to win convincingly to show that they can take on the next portion of their schedule, which is not easy, and it is going to be essential um, to a playoff berth at 3-7. and seven. That's what we're talking about with the Giants. So give me the Giants, and uh, and I do think that they, they make good on the mandate, which is to win big. I think they win big. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Giants, too. I mean, look, Brandon Allen, I really don't have any trust in him, what he's dealing with the Bengals. Uh, the, the Giants defense has been playing really good this year, so I, I think they'll win probably by double digits and uh, maybe even more than. That, that's what I'm feeling, and yeah, I'll take the Giants. The next one, Titans and Colts. This is a really good game. A lot of intrigue. Two teams coming off of huge Week 11 wins. The Titans over a competitive Baltimore team. The Colts over, of course, uh, the Green Bay Packers. So this might be my game of the week. Uh, I I can't wait to watch this in the 1 o'clock hour. And it it is a bit tough to call. I, I, I am a really big fan of the Tennessee Titans. I think they have all parts of their game working um and and they beat a baltimore team that that is very good even though they're on the outside looking in of the playoffs right now or or they're right there with oakland las vegas keep getting that it's going to take a year and then i'll and then i'll start to call them (laughs) las vegas regularly um but but give me tennessee give me tennessee and ryan Tannehill. i'm a believer in that yeah i mean this is going to be a really close game probably one of the better games of the week and Look, you have the Colts winning that first matchup between the two, which is why I think the Tennessee Titans will win this game. And, you know, what they're doing, I just feel like the Colts won't beat them twice. I think that's just kind of what it is, and that's why I'm going to pick the Titans. The Colts are coming off of a really good win against the Packers, and the Packers are definitely a really solid team. And um, I feel like the the Colts, they're kind of finding what they need to do to win, and they're becoming better and better each week. I think Phillip Rivers is coming into that offense and playing better each week. Uh, but I'll take the Titans. Really like what they're doing, and I don't see the Colts beating them twice. It's tough to beat a team twice, especially to the caliber of the Titans, so that's why I'll take Tennessee. It is tough, and, and that was sort of the logic that I used last week with uh, with Kansas City and Las Vegas because it is tough, especially in the same division. So right now the Colts have the edge in that division, but with the Titans' victory, they'll jump up a game on them, and I think they ultimately win that division, but the Colts certainly are looking at a wild card spot next let's go to the nfc panthers and vikings uh the vikings have been a team that's underperformed four and six not where they wanted to be but uh and they take a tough loss to dallas last week that, that which sort of surprised me I, I certainly thought that was a game for for them to uh assert themselves as at least better than better than what they've been um but let me take them here for a pick-me-up over a Carolina team that's just not very good. 
Yeah, um, look, the Vikings last week, they were playing really good up until that point. They beat the Packers. It looked like they were going to surge up, maybe get into the playoff conversation. And then you lose to the Cowboys with, with you know, with Andy Dalton as quarterback. And I, I don't know who's going to play this week, if it's going to be Teddy or P.J. Walker, who actually looked good last week for the Panthers. But I feel like with Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins is actually playing better, I think that that defense in Minnesota does enough to uh, beat the Panthers and uh, they're able to pick up this win. Arizona and New England, uh, the Cardinals off the long week after the tough Thursday night loss to Seattle. I think they could use a big win here at six and four, but so could New England at four and six. Um, this is a team that absolutely looked like they might have been inching their way into it, and then they take a tough loss. So to 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 Houston, no less. So I'm going to take the Cardinals here um, and. Uh, you know, I I, th- I think Kyler Murray is right on par. I think I think the Cardinals are right on par with Seattle. Um, they split again. Not one of those cases where it's tough to beat a team twice in the same division. I think you could chalk it up to that. I think the Cardinals are, are but even take a chance at this division. Yeah, um, yeah. The, I, I think that the Cardinals are going to win this game and. I feel that you know right now with New England they're just an ugly team. You know they play they play very ugly games and I don't see this game being ugly because what the Cardinals are doing on offense. I mean they can score and they can score in bunches and I think they end up winning this game pretty handedly. And I'm just not a fan of the, the Patriots this year and it's kind of a lost year for them as they try to rebuild. It looks that way. I mean I probably held on for too long just because they are New England. They are led by Bill Belichick, but they just haven't been able to get it going. Cam Newton has not asserted himself as the quarterback there. Dolphins and the New York Jets. The Dolphins 6-4. They need a victory after a tough loss to Denver. I mean, I I, I don't want to throw him under the bus, but I think Jackson Heil last week said Dolphins over the Broncos was his lock of the week. And, uh, you know, if he's listening to this, I I hate to uh, call him out, but that turned out to not be the lock of the week. The Dolphins fall um, to a bad Broncos team, quite frankly, and, and they run into a, an even worse Jets team. Um, and it looks like Tua is going to play to attack of Lois after Fitzpatrick stepped in due to whether it was the injury or the benching. But um, the Dolphins, uh, are, are they, they have a good defense, and I think they're a pretty good team. The Jets are none of those things, so I do think the Dolphins pick up a win. Yeah, I think the Dolphins get this win. I mean, I feel like it may be closer than people may think just because I feel like division games, I think it may, it probably won't be like a 20-point blowout, even though I think the Dolphins could blow them out by 20, and as they did earlier in the season. I mean, I just don't like that move to bench Tua in in that situation. I, I know that he didn't play well, but he's a young QB, and you can't have him looking behind his shoulder every two minutes to see if Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to try to save the day. For his growth, I feel like this is only his first bad game, and uh, th- that move to me was a little head-scratching, but I think they got the win against the Jets, and uh, they are able to right the ship. So it, it looks like Tua is is going to start this week. Yeah. I should have said at the top. And I, you know, I agree that the Jets, maybe they play him well. I've said that sort of every week because you never know when the Giant, when the Jets, I should say, will actually go and play a team like they did with New England. Uh, but but I, I just, again, I cannot pick them to get a win until they get a win. And I'm not sure if they will. I really am not. Browns and Jags teased this one earlier because somehow I think Jacksonville stands a chance here 
um, because, I don't know, Cleveland, uninspiring to me. They've had a really easy schedule. They just barely beat the Philadelphia Eagles, a terrible team last week, and it, it just looked like uh, two teams were trying to lose. But I do think the Browns find a way. I, I'm not I'm not gutsy enough to call the Jags, and uh, actually Jackson Heil called the Jags uh, last week over the Packers, or, or was it two weeks ago? Who were they by the Steelers? The Steelers. Uh, he called them over the Steelers, and it didn't happen. Um, but I, I'm not going to call the Jags over the Browns, but maybe they play them well. I think Cleveland finds a way. I mean, Cleveland's been playing a lot of ugly games, just like New England, but they've won them. So, I mean, that's kind of, you know, hats off to them for winning those games. And Jacksonville's a team, they've played a few teams pretty competitive. They played the uh, the Packers pretty competitive a few weeks ago. I, this is probably a pretty close game, but I think Cleveland's able to do enough. They got more talent, and they'll, able, and they'll be able to get the W. All right, so we've been on the same page all the way through, Andrew. That's yeah. pretty rare. I mean, uh, I think last week I would, we were on the opposite side, my, uh, myself and Jackson. This one, I'm going to go for an upset. This is Ravens-Steelers. It's slotted in at the end of the 1 o'clock hour. Um, as we said, moved from uh, Thanksgiving to Sunday. And, and this game's got a lot of intrigue. Of course, the undefeated Steelers, uh, they feel like a team that's got to lose a game. They've, they've come close. Um, and they've played down to competition. On the other hand, it feels like a Ravens team that absolutely needs it. They're, they're clawing to get into the postseason, whereas last year, of course, they only lost two games and, and it was a shoe-in. I think the Ravens turned some kind of switch and they go into Pittsburgh and they get a win. But I, this is a game that I'm watching on Sunday. I think we're really on the same wavelength because I got Baltimore as well. I, I feel like the Steelers are going to lose a game this year. I don't think they're a team that's going to go 16-0. and I don't think they have that type of talent, even though I think they're a good team. And I don't know, I feel like Baltimore, their potential is so much higher than it is, and they're going to come to play against the Steelers team. They're going to try to play spoiler against an undefeated team. And I see Lamar Jackson having a big day, and uh, the Ravens getting his win. Yeah, let's see it. I, I would love to see it. Saints-Broncos... Saints and Taysom Hill. Let, let, let's go into this. And, and look, I, I would feel like the Saints would be humbled a little bit and lose a game with Taysom Hill if, if it was a slightly better team than Denver. But I, I just I don't see them losing to Denver. So I'm going to take the Saints. But your thoughts as the Saints fan on the Taysom Hill uh, experiment here? Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting. I think they win this game just based off of, I think the defense is playing just outstanding. Talk about a complete 180. They From the beginning of the season to now, they've played like one of the better defense in the NFL right now, so that's huge. But, you know, with Taysom Hill, look, he played good last week, really efficient, kind of what Sean Payton asked him to do. I want to see more from him just because it was one start against the Atlanta Falcons who were just not a good defense. I trust Sean Payton as a Saints fan basically with any football decision because that's just the type of coach I think he is. And I know a lot of New York teams, Jets, Giants, they don't trust their coaches like that. And like I understand that. But what Sean Payton did with this the Saints team throughout, you know, the last fifteen years, you trust him and he really feels like Taysom Hill's this guy. But I also feel Jameis Winston's a good, pretty solid quarterback too. But Hill does have, I think, the more potential going forward than Winston with the Saints team. And especially with Sean Payton's love affair with Taysom Hill, I'll trust Sean Payton. And for now, for now, I'm happy with Taysom Hill. And it's kind of just a week by week for me. Yeah, you don't think that New York fans trust their coaches? They would be, they've given us no reason to uh, trust them. And of course, if Sean Payton was my coach, he could. Uh, he could put the kicker in a quarterback, and I would I would say, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, Niners, Rams, NFC West. For some reason, I think the Niners 
give the Rams a run for their money in this game, but um, it's not going to happen. The Rams have impressed me. They've quietly moved to 7-3. and three. I was really looking, in this division, I was looking at the beginning of the year at the Niners and Seattle, and I had my eye on Arizona, but not necessarily the Rams and Jared Goff. But they've really found a way. Uh, give me the Rams. Uh, this is the 4 o'clock game. Give me the Rams. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think the Rams win this game, and they're playing really great defense. They're able to, you know, get some interceptions off Brady last week and, you know, have a really big win and uh, two two really big wins in a row against Seattle and now against Tampa Bay on the road. And you're feeling good about them after, you know, last year definitely underperforming. You come back this year, you're 7-3, and three, and, you know, you're riding high. I'm just not sold on Jared Goff going forward. So I think once the playoff comes, it's going to be a different scenario. But I think they get this win against the 49ers. Chiefs and Bucks. This seems very interesting because it is Tom Brady against the Kansas City team that he's had a lot of success against. And again, it's Tom Brady after a tough loss and a Tampa Bay team that could really use a win. Um, so, you know, give me an upset here. Give me Tampa Bay at home over the Kansas City Chiefs. And this is where we disagree. I'll go with yeah. the Chiefs here and what Patrick Mahomes is doing. I'm just right now, I'm not that high on the Bucks and what they're doing, especially with Brady. I feel like whenever they've played a really good team, they've really shrunk and they haven't played well. And, and, and I think that's going to continue here on Sunday. I think Mahomes is going to be able to score a ton. And uh, I feel like he has a good matchup against that defense, even though it has played well. I feel like Mahomes beats Brady probably in a shootout, but I think that the Kansas City Chiefs get this win. You're right about that. It seems like Tom Brady always has a, a walk-in-the-park schedule. Uh, finally, he walks into a good team and, and maybe finally shows that the Bucks are something competitive and proves me right because I've been saying that the Bucks are, are, are something to be taken seriously as long as Tom Brady's there. Bears and Packers, that's the Sunday night football game. Uh, you know what? Do the Packers lose one after a tough loss last week? I don't think so. I think they bounced back after losing 34-31 to the Indianapolis Colts. This is a Bears team um, that you know got off to a hot start, but ever since... Uh, has just flailed. So I, I think Aaron Rodgers uh, probably does so convincingly on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, this is where they bounce back, I think. I mean, I feel like after last week's loss, it was a really good game, and um, it was almost like if at certain points they wanted to lose that game you know, with certain mistakes. But they're going to come come here, play a sound game against division rivals. Now, the Bears always seem to play them close, and they got a good defense you know, to play them close. But Rodgers is going to have, I think, a big game, and uh, they get the win. Finally, Andrew, Monday night football, Seattle and Philadelphia, and I wish that this was a better game. Uh, it's not. This is a, a game that the Seahawks are definitely looking at as, a, as, a, as a, a game they have to win and a game they should win and a game that they ultimately will win. And I'll just add this. I think Russell Wilson is still the best quarterback in the conference, and I think that this is a Seahawks team that, you know, if I if I were to put my money on any team in the conference going to the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year, it would have been the Seahawks. And even though they've shown serious vulnerability on defense, and I'm talking about serious, um, I'm still betting on them to get to the big game. And the Eagles, on the other hand, at every they've had every chance this year. They've had every chance, and they just can't do it. They are they are pathetic. The Eagles are pathetic. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Seattle in this one and. Now, Philadelphia, I feel like when you look at Carson Wentz, 
I mean, he's a guy that just was so he was playing an MVP caliber just a few years ago. Yeah. And I feel like just with all those injuries, you know, throughout the last few years, I think he's tried to do way too much. And it's so ingrained into his head that it's now just bad play after bad play. He forces way too much. And I think he needs to change the scenery at this point, and they have to move on from him. I mean, a lot of talent there, but he's played just so bad. And look what the, Se- what the Seahawks are doing here. You know, they're a team, I think, on offense. They can score with anyone, and it's just that defense hasn't been able to stop anyone. So it's, you know, I feel like it's going to be interesting. They're not a complete team right now. I think, though, they have the potential to be. We'll see if that defense could improve. But uh, right now, in this game, it takes Seattle to win. And maybe Wentz finds success somewhere else. And that's our show. The Jets have the Dolphins this week. The Giants have the Cincinnati Bengals this week. Some uh, Turkey Day and football on tap for you tomorrow. That's Houston and Detroit at 1230. Washington and Dallas, a divisional game with a lot of stakes at 430. We hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving. For Andrew Galata, I'm Chris Boccia. This is NFL Friday. Enjoy Week 12 of the NFL and have a happy Thanksgiving.